it's never too late to change, whether that is your career or your health, um, your eating habits, um, any of it. If you don't feel good, you can change it and you can start working on feeling better. If you're in a job and you're just feeling down and sad, you can work on changing it. It's one step at a time. It might not happen overnight, but anything, anything can, can happen if you just put your mind to it. Welcome back to the podcast, listeners, episode 80 today. But before I talk more about episode 80, I just want to preference this by saying we, as you've been listening, uh, last episode had some technical difficulties and was delayed a week in release. And we are still dealing with some technical difficulties as we don't have all our files for intro music or recorded introductions. So the next couple podcasts are going to be a little bit different as we work on that. We're going to go back to an old intro. You've probably already heard it because that's what we're doing for this episode. But I just wanted to update all the listeners on this just in case it seemed a little bit different because it is because my computer is not being friendly with me. But about the episode, episode 80, 80 episodes feel really Really happy that everyone's tuning in and we have all these listeners listening to it and giving us great feedback. And we have amazing guests coming in and sharing parts of their life and part of their expertise. And today's no different. Our guest today is Chandra Hart and she and her partner are the owners of a new business in Amherst, Massachusetts called Quench Juice Cafe. And they should be opening within the next month. Now, don't quote me on that. We're still waiting on the official opening date. But we're really excited that they are opening and that they will be local to uh, most of the listeners and more importantly, me, because I love fresh raw juice. So we get into that in the episode. But Chandra and I spoke a lot about the business venture, but also talked about her past and what led her to where she is now opening the business. And then also talked about food as medicine, talking about earth medicine, talking about supplementation, herbology, and all those fun things that you know I'm a huge fan of. So if you're interested in talking about nutrition, specifically for mental health, but then also just to kind of jumpstart your health, this episode's for you. So Without further ado. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Our guest today is Chandra Hart. Uh, How are you today? Thanks for coming on. I'm great. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to have you on. I think before we had logged on here we were talking a little bit about um why i reached out to you and i think one of the cool things is is that um you know you're a local business person 
and you're mm -hmm. starting a business with your partner here in Amherst. Is that correct? Yes. My yep. office is in Amherst, but I am from Belchertown, which is how um, I found out about the business that you had shared in the, the forum. Um, nice. So we're really excited to talk about your business, uh, Quench Juice Cafe, that's coming to Amherst on North Pleasant Street. Is that correct? Yep. Uh, right at the light on the main drag. The old awesome. place. Donut spot. Yep. My, yeah. uh, our old office actually was on North Pleasant, too, right above um, a cafe that was there, like a, a, a small coffee place. So we were on the second or third floor. And so yeah. North Pleasant is a fantastic place <laughs> to be. There's oh, yeah. a lot of foot traffic, especially when UMass is in session. So that, that sounds awesome. It sounds like it's it's gonna be a great location for you. Yeah, I think we're gonna do well. We're getting a lot of positive feedback already. Um, we're not even open yet. So people yeah. are, they're waiting. They're like, are you open? Are you open? <laughs> <laughs> we're excited. I think we're gonna do well. Well, I'm really excited to talk about that venture, but before we get in there, um, can you let the listeners just kind of know a little bit about yourself and we can talk about, I, I jokingly call it your origin story because there's a lot of superhero themed questions on the podcast, but we can call it just your journey to, to where we're at now. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm a mom. I'm in my 40s, 43 this year. I have two kids that are 16 and 20, so they're more independent and I'm able to I don't know, explore more of what I want to do now. Um, yeah, I don't know. I grew up in this area in Central Mass. Um, I was in nail tech for a really long time. I did nails um, when I was married and I loved it. I was good at it. It was a creative outlet. Um, I did it from home for a while so I could be home with my kids when they were little. And then I went through a really bad divorce and I physically couldn't deal with the chemicals and my fat couldn't deal with it anymore. And I just had to figure out something new to do. And that was something I didn't want to do. <laughs> it was accounting. Um, and I did accounting for about seven or eight years. Um, I was good at it, surprisingly, since I need a calculator for everything, but I did it all right. Um, and yeah, I just was tired of sitting at a desk. I could just feel it slowly killing me I just am an active person I like to move I like to just always be I don't know flipping around at a garden and playing with herbs and not sitting at a desk in front of a computer um, so my partner and I were just like what can we do what can we get our hands into that's in like my realm of things because right. she'll keep her her day job and I'm an herbalist and I you know I have a pretty healthy lifestyle um I like to juice. I drink a ton of water. I'm all about gut health and make my own kombucha. And I'm a oh, huge apothecary. And I'm always, you know, cooking and feeding people. That's how I heal people and love people is through food and mm -hmm. care like that with herbs and, and earth medicine. And we were kind of like, just kind of dabbling around. Where can we go? What can we do? That's going to make me happy. Cause you know, when mama ain't happy, nobody's happy. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> We had gone to North Carolina last year and went into a juice bar and we were like, you know, this, this could be a thing. And we knew we kind of wanted to buy into a franchise, a small franchise, mm -hmm. just because they have a way of doing things that works. Right. Right. Um, and me, I'll sit on something forever. I'm a procrastinator. Like I said, I'm ADD squirrel. I'm going to go run in the field, whatever. I'll get to it eventually. And my partner, Janice, one day looked at me and she goes, so we have an appointment next week with a juice cafe with the CEO. I was like, oh, okay, we're doing this. She's like, yep, 
and we talked to them and we loved it. And, you know, it's a small franchise and you deal with the original owner, the CEO of it only really. Um, and we really liked it. And within a week we had things rolling. He was up here. We found our spot in Amherst and here we are a couple months later, just about ready to open. Oh, that's awesome. I'm so excited to get more into this with getting more background of what kind of drew you to the juice bar scene. Uh, but I, I think what you said, a, a couple of cool things that you mentioned that I think are really important for listeners to pay attention to is, is this ability to kind of reinvent yourself by taking stock in what's going on for you. And so that progression, you're talking about being a nail technician and enjoying the creativity and kind of connecting with people and the ability to do it from home seemed like a really good fit from what you were saying until, you know, the chemicals and the, the back and everything kind of came into play, which I think is a really important thing when you talk about health is not just um, settling on, well, this is my lot in life. I'm going to stay right. here, but really taking stock in your environment and the physicality of your health and how that affects everything else. Like you're saying, my mom was not happy. <laughs> right. Um, sure. And I think that's, that's amazing that not only did you do that once, but you did it twice with saying, okay, let me go into accounting and um, be in this life. And then at some point where it was like, this isn't serving me either. It's a lot of sitting and you know, not really making me feel satiated in, in what I want right. to do. Um, so that's awesome that you were able to have that insight and reflection. And the, the other thing I would say is, it's funny, you said, oh, how did I end up in accounting when I need a calculator for everything? And I, I love that because how many times did we hear in high school, oh, you're not always going to have a calculator. So you have to learn these things. And now we right. just have a built-in computer on our hip yeah. at all times. You know? At all times. So it kind of reinvigorates. It's like, well, you know, you don't really need to memorize all these things as long as you can apply them. And so right. that's, that's, for, that's another little uh, aside, not, not the main focus of what we're talking about, but if anyone's listening, you can always reinvent what you're doing, even if people tell you you're not going to be able to at some point right. in your own. So that's great. So, um, so let's talk about, you know, your interest in herbs and being an herbalist and earth magic. And can you tell me a little bit about how you got interested in those things and what it is about those things that really speak to you? Um, so I think everyone has, well, not everyone, but most people that are where I am right now in things have an, an awakening point, right? Mm -hmm. All of a sudden something clicks and you make changes, whether that be in lifestyle or health or all of the above. And when I had my second daughter, she was really, really hard. She was born in a rash. I mean, she was just covered in eczema all the time and nobody had answers for me. Right. And I was, I was so just frustrated because I had this kid that would cry constantly. And I just, I felt bad. All she would do is nurse all day. And I'm like, it's gotta be something I'm doing, right? It's gotta be right. something I'm eating, I'm consuming, I'm putting on my body. And, you know, that was 16 years ago, 15 years ago. And I started doing as much research as I knew how to do at the time. I wasn't on the computer a lot. Mm -hmm. um, big difference back then to now. Really. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, so, you know, I talked to the pediatrician. I started going into um, uh, Greenfield, you know, Greenfield's Market, because I lived out that way. Okay. Um, and asking them questions about what can I do that are natural. Um, and it was like a slower progression. And I started learning about, you know, 
toxins in food and products and, you know, organic and non-GMO versus the alternative and just started learning more about what we're putting in and surrounding ourselves with. Um, I became vegan, really strict vegan for a really long time. Um, wasn't great at it because we never are in the beginning. Um, switched back to, to um, dairy, even though I'm lactose intolerant. Went back and forth with that. So I, I'm, I'm pretty much pescatarian. I probably eat fish four times a year, um, dabble with some dairy, but haven't eaten a land animal in uh, 14 years or so. Um, and that's made a big difference. I have fibromyalgia. I've had that for probably pushing 20 years. So chronic pain is another thing that was, it, it was there. I was like, I have to do something. Right. Um, gut health, we all know about that. I learned about that. <laughs> yeah about kombucha and just you know it it really helps with your moods and, and your inflammation and you know you get your gut health right and that's diet and you know probiotics everything in there it's just going to make such a big difference in how you see the world and experience the world if you're feeling better um yeah i got a little off subject <laughs> no 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 that's perfect because uh actually you know, next month I'm actually going to be doing a training. I'm um, doing part of a training for the Western Mass uh, School Counselor Association. And my whole, in, in a program that our nonprofit is putting together, hopefully to get into school systems at some point, is this concept of the six minds of mental health. And everything you're saying makes a lot of sense, right? So I'll, I'll go off the top real quick. So it's uh, your brain, right? Your digestive system, your nervous mm -hmm. system your fascial system, your uh, heart, and your environmental mind. And so the way I like to look at mental health is through, through those lenses of, okay, if a mind is how you make sense of the world, all of those systems that we have in our body is how we get information into our system, communicating with the brain and coming back out to have a reaction right. with thoughts or emotions or reactions. And exactly what you were saying is, is like, oh, okay, if I take these steps to get a little bit healthier and look at my gut and look at what I'm eating and how that affects me, if it increases C-reactive protein and inflammation in the body, I have to think with a different mind than just the brain of, oh, I like this thing, so I'm going to eat this way, instead right. of saying, oh, how's it actually affecting me and my mood and my perception of life? And so everything you said there kind of mirrors my own personal journey. My, my wife and my daughter have um, some food allergies. So I stay away from those things they're allergic to too, mostly because I have a beard and I don't want them to get sick <laughs> if it's stuck in my beard. As gross as that right. sounds, it's the reality of life of no, cross-contamination. And so we don't do dairy or corn or gluten mainly. Um, some of the other eight top allergens that are out there too. Soy, we don't really do. Mm -hmm. And so taking that look into, okay, how is what I'm eating affecting me, whether it's nightshades, whether it's meat, whether it's dairy, and can I limit that or kind of push that out altogether if it's not serving me, but still like eating? Um, I have two of my friends, Andre and Eleanor are vegans. They've been vegans for many, many years. And Eleanor said to me one time that I think was really, really apropos was people come up to her a lot of times and say, oh, how do you, how can you eat like this? It's all, it's all gross. And she's like, no, 
we like good food. <laughs> it's just right. that we don't eat these things. You can still have good food and eat a certain way without it being a complete loss of passion right. about food. Like oh, you were yeah. saying, you like to serve. That's your like a love language. You like to show people. You can yeah. still have that even if you cut out foods that aren't serving you. Oh, for sure. People come here all the time and I serve them like my vegan chili and they're like, hold up. I'm like, oh yeah, there's zero meat in this. I didn't even right. cook it with butter. Like I make my own ghee. I didn't nice. even use that just so you would know what it tastes like and they can never believe it. And it's like, yeah. it's not hard. It's really not. You just have to learn how to cook and how to how to yeah. flavor things. You have mm -hmm. to put a little effort in sometimes. Well, I think <laughs> that's the biggest thing, sour. right? Is yeah. it's like, well, it's easier to eat this way. This is how I was raised. Yeah, but you you have these reactions that are happening that aren't aren't right. good. It's like, you know, um, my cousin Joe, who I, I love him. We're going hiking in a couple of weeks, um, vegan as well. And he makes the best macaroni and cheese like I've had. And, right. you know, it's all about playing around with the flavors and seeing, you know, right. how to do that. He also makes some killer buffalo cauliflower wings, which is one of my, one favorite, of my things. favorite things. I've tried it a couple of times and I never do it great. And I just, but it's one of those things I forget about it until I have it. We just had it this weekend, actually. I don't even remember where we were. It was oh, nice. so good. Super good. I, uh, I've tried it too, and it never comes out as good as his. So I've just kind of regulated it to him to provide at family gatherings. <laughs> Oh, well, maybe Joe can pass it along. So maybe yeah, I'll, I'll, when I go hiking, I'll see if I can get the recipe <laughs> and, and kind of share it maybe in the show notes, you know, maybe yeah. we could do that. that the, awesome. the listeners can do that. So, so you found just through your own journey of, of figuring out what works for you, decreasing, you know, um, your body's reactiveness to certain foods to, to figure out what that is. And then you got into herbalism a little bit, um, yeah, I did. I mean, I, um, that wasn't, you know, just, I guess another natural prog progression. I was always really, um, amazed by the healing properties and certain things and decided a few years back, I don't know, maybe like seven years ago that I was going to take, um, a course, um, with a local herbalist, uh, Jade at milk and, Hon milk and honey. She's amazing. So for any awesome. beginner herbalist, shout out to Jade. She's amazing. She really mm -hmm. opened the door to, for me, um, and it was just so amazing just to learn the most simple weeds in your driveway were so healing and medicinal. And I didn't, I didn't want to be stuck on medications for my chronic pain. I didn't want to constantly be going to CVS to pick up prescriptions. I didn't want to be that person. Um, and most people with fibromyalgia, that's what, that's what their life is. And I'm right. not I'm not going to do that. I re absolutely refuse. I'm not going to lay on the couch all day and be in pain. I'm going to figure out what I need to do to feel better. And in, you know, makes everyone around me have to do it too, because I'm the one who serves everyone and right. they might hum and haw, but they all are pretty, pretty healthy too. Um, they have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> you will be healthy. Mom you says will be so. <laughs> but they come to me you know my yeah. oldest had a bellyache yesterday she's like mama can you make me some tea she's 20 she still calls me mama yeah. <laughs> mama i need tea can you make me tummy tea and I, I love that they they know that i can just go into this enormous apothecary they bring their friends over and they open the doors and they show them and they're like anytime you need anything my mom can heal you yeah. and i love that they see me as their healer and that's what i that's what i aspire to be i just want to help people um and that's kind of the juice bar thing. Like 
if we're going to provide something to our community, I want it to help them. Right. I want it to help heal them. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I have a, a background as an integrative mental health provider that does uh, offer some herbalist kind of points and supplemental points for mental mm -hmm. health needs and, and, you know, different lifestyle change and integrative things that we can weave in for, you know, depression, ADHD, anxiety, things of that nature. And I find it really awesome to have that as a, as an option for people before they go into looking for medications and not to say medications for mental health are bad by any means. Um, it's just figuring out what works for individuals and especially younger kids. If you can alleviate some of those things through supplementation and herbs, sometimes that is, is a good step to kind of get to baseline and do the work that we do in therapy and, and different avenues of that nature. So I love that you have an apothecary and, and you're still ingrained in, into that. And then it was funny you were mentioning tea. We just I just made rubois tea for my daughter yesterday because she has a head cold. She calls it mm. robot tea. <laughs> when she was younger, she couldn't say rubois, but it was you know really helpful for her head cold and things of that nature without crossing yeah. into herbalism per se, but like just the healing aspect of teas. Of tea, and, yeah, yeah, anything. Right. I mean, can, you can just go pluck a branch off a pine tree and stick it in tea, and that's so good for a cold. And people look at me crazy, like. I mean, how do you think humans have been on this earth for so long? We've only had pharmaceuticals for, I don't know, a couple hundred years, if that. Yeah. I mean, we've been here a long time. There's a beauty in looking at history of that way and, and kind of looking at indigenous cultures and what they've done to, to manage ailments. And then, mm -hmm. you know, even Chinese culture and Chinese medicine dating so far back, there's a lot of that still present. Uh, nowadays, but it's kind of overlooked by Western medicine, but I think that there's great value in it. And it's awesome that you're putting that forward. Yeah. Just wanted to Thank give you your kudos on that because I think we yeah. need more of it, more information and more awareness of, you know, what, what can be healthy for you in, uh, that's not based on pharmaceutical care. Right. Just earth healing in general, food as medicine, herbs as medicine. I mean, always, always, you want to check with your doctor before you do anything. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, the most simple things, I mean, adding extra oregano to your soup, like just simple things like that are just so healing. And I'm still learning. I think there's just so much to learn every day is a new day just to learn something new. I mean, always pick up a book, take a course. It's amazing what yeah, you can learn. That beginner's mindset, right? Of just right. saying, hey, I have a, a wealth of knowledge here, but I'm always learning. And I always want to look at this as a learning experience because the reality is, is that's what life is. It's always growing and transitioning to yeah. different information. So that's great. All right, so Quench is the juice bars, the, the franchise that you mentioned. And I want to talk a little bit about that because I think you hit the nail on the head of, you know, like franchising gives opportunities for people to get a startup going without having to reinvent the wheel, but then you can take it over however it fits with you. So I like that idea. I also did some research on Quench and I really like the model and what you provide in, in those stores. So I want to get into that a little bit. But before I do that, I am a huge geek and I love the play on words of Quench. It's spelled K-W-E-N-C-H instead of Quench with a Q. Um, 
so I love just play on words in general. So I, <laughs> I wanted to kind of give Quench that shout out and, you know, reinventing the wheel a little bit, but keeping it kind of funky and fresh and in your mind, uh, oh, yeah. the advertising of that. We call ourselves the Quench Wenches just because. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah, you take ownership of it and, you know, yeah. use it to kind of pull people in. That's great. So, so you mentioned you went on a trip to the Carolinas and you went into the juice bar there and that's when you kind of saw interest in this. What was the most intriguing thing about Quench that, that pulled you in the time? So the one we went into wasn't a quench. We had actually, okay. I don't know if you've ever been down to like the Outer Banks. Um, uh, no, it's on my list, but I, I have okay. not been there yet. Do it, do okay. it. We've gone the last couple of years. We go with a family or two. We all rent one of the huge mansions on the beach. You drive like 10 miles on the sand. You basically don't leave because it's hard to leave, maybe mm -hmm. once. Um, and we had left and we went to this donut shop because all the kids, one of my friends has eight kids. And they're just the most wonderful group of kids. And they don't get to have sweets very often. My okay. girlfriend is very same, same mindset as me, very healthy. So when we go, we go get a donut and they're like homemade, whatever. And I'm like, oh, this is a lot of sugar. And right next door was genius. They had a juice bar. And so we all went in and got juices to wash down our very sugary donuts. And I mean, it was small, it was quaint and it was just full of life. It's just life-giving foods to offset this ball of dough and sugar we were all consuming, right? Right. And it just, it just, it was like one of these things, the light switch went off in our head, like we were talking about it, talking about it. This is such a great idea. Great. So that experience really solidified for you. And so how did you find Quench? You said your partner found Quench or? Yeah, she's a she's her brain's always going she's she's always on she uh janice owns a couple properties and she's from rhode island um and she's always trying to find ways to retire early right yeah. how can i retire early i don't want to do that i don't want to work hard forever she works at a bank she's been there for 20 years and she's a great worker but you know the dream is for everyone to retire early right yeah yeah and so she was just like yeah you're really cranky <laughs> find you something and so she I don't know she was just looking and she knew like being as organic as possible was huge for me I mean we're going to get as much organic local produce as possible um <clears throat> which you know can be hard in the northeast um so you have to have some backups right. um but yeah that's what she was searching you know organic raw juice bars and she just happened to come up with this one and read up on it and really liked it that's great. I think it, yeah. you know, I think uh, in researching again, I, and by research, I mean, I went on to the Quench website and just kind of read through. So I wasn't <laughs> hardcore, like researching the history of Quench, but um, I really like the concept of the, of the raw juices and the local juices and really using local produce, because obviously in the Valley, I think that's a huge thing. There, there's a lot of farms and a lot of growth right. here. And you know, I think it also counteracts some of the, the recent craze of, of um, healthy drink bars that are out there. And this idea of, and not to throw shade at anyone like that, because a business is a business, but there are a lot of businesses out there who say, hey, they, these are healthy drinks. And you see them and they're neon colors and they look like milkshakes and things of mm -hmm. that nature. And I think there's a, a place for all of that without judgment. Um, but I think it steps away from some of the health benefits of, of what you're talking about and what Quench's mission is, right. is about is providing real foods in a digestible way 
in right. an easy to consume way, in a tasty way, but also keeping the nutrient properties and balancing it with uh, different flavors. Right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because that's one of the big things I've seen. I've seen a lot of people say, oh, you know, I have a healthy drink. And then you research and it's like, well, yeah, there's no ice cream in this milkshake, but here's all this other stuff that's in it. Right. Um, yeah. And again, not throwing shade because there's there's room for it. But I really like the mission of, um, you know, this juice cafe, of, of this idea of, hey, we know everything that goes into it because we're putting it into it, juicing it right. and playing with these uh, mixtures to find a good flavor profile. Right. Right. And then, I mean, the acai bowls are great. It's a good breakfast option or just a snack. Um, if well, like little pick up quick things, you know, mm. fresh cut veggies and hummus, things that you might not always find places. Right. I mean, it's really hard for me if we're out on the road and I want a snack, you know, sure. it's yeah, hard we, to find something. We, we face that all the time. I can't tell you, I mean, COVID aside, I can't tell you the last time we went out to eat somewhere just because of you know, with, with gluten allergies, cross-contamination and things of that oh, nature. Scary, yeah. And so, you know, sometimes it's a bummer, but it's also like, well, this is how we stay safe and healthy. And, you know, we have to make commitments in a certain way. So when right. we find juice bars, it's always, let's go do that <laughs> because yeah. we, we know the basic concepts and, you know, right. we know what's going into it and we can, we can vet that information. Actually, that was one of the first restaurants my wife and I went on on our honeymoon. We we were in the Keys, and there was mm -hmm. a little juice bar down there, and that's the first first place we went for breakfast. Really? Yeah, and uh, it was really delicious. And you know, I I am a peanut butter kind of enthusiast, so so anytime I can, obviously not with certain juices, but anytime I can get similar uh, tastes to that through healthier means, I, I always like to incorporate that in. Too. Yeah. You're yeah. a peanut butter guy. You're one of those, huh? Well, I'm an almond butter guy now. Peanut butter, oh, right, <laughs> peanut right. butter wasn't serving me as, as well. And I found cheap almond butter at Costco for seven bucks, which is ridiculous for the amount you get for it. So yeah, yeah. nice. It's a big, big container. Not that we're sponsored by Costco, but <laughs> they can throw some stuff this way. Even if it's just almond butter, I'll take that as well. Right? <laughs> I'll only take the freebies. So one of the things about juicing that uh, I like in juice cafes and bars of that nature is that I don't have to do it because historically I, I had a Jack Lillane juicer in the past. It was awesome. Really good juices playing around rainbow juices with beets and carrots and apples Ooh. and all this stuff. Very delicious. Uh, I'm historically terrible at cleaning the juicer out. Thanks. So that kind of shit the bed pretty like probably six months in I, I i think it was around easter and we were gonna make a ham and i had the bright idea of well i'll juice cherries raw cherries and garlic to kind of make a glaze for it and then forgot that i did that and then the uh, juicer was yeah, done because it, it was just too moldy because i forgot to clean right. it right yeah. It's still kind that of that is the worst, absolute yeah. worst. I say so, it all the time. It's, I would I love going to the day if somebody washed it for me. <laughs> so oh, I love going please. to places that do it for me, so I don't have to deal with that. Exactly. So we've been talking a lot about juices. Can you tell us a little bit about you know you talked about the acai bowls and the different snacks? Can you tell us a little bit about what the process of juicing and what it will look like when the business is open and how? you get those local produce and, and some of the flavor combinations? So basically everything is already set up for us. I mean, we have a basic menu. We were able to rename um, 
a couple handfuls of the items for, you know, local things. So we picked Amherst and Belchertown, you know, the, the local area for some names, mm-hmm. um, like the Pollux Sunset for Mount Pollux and, and you know, the Minuteman, you know, different things just to cool. pull in our community. Mm-hmm. Um, the acai bowls is a, is a frozen pitaya um, acai mixture that you're going to just blend up. And I think you can add pretty much anything you want to it. I mean, we set up ones or you can pick and choose your items that you want on it. We'll have like little protein bites that we'll make in house. Um, we'll do sea moss. Eventually we will do quinoa bowls um, and sandwiches. We'll add that on. Once we get into the swing of things, um, we'll, we'll bring in some more add on things like chia puddings and things like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can make your own juice or you can just do whatever, whatever we have on the menu, which there's a lot of options. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have one in front of me and, you know, obviously I've, I've referenced this many times on the podcast and with you, huge, huge geek, right? Of comic book nature. So I'm, I'm going to throw this one out there and I want to talk a little bit about it because of, if you look at it, you may not think these things go together, which I think is a big thing uh, of juicing is finding mm-hmm. the right combinations. But so the Green Goblin, obviously it's Spider-Man's foe and things of that nature, but also a fun play on D&D, uh, it consists of avocado, banana, apple, celery, spinach, agave, and almond or coconut milk. Now, the reason I picked this one is because I think a lot of times when you look at that, these combinations may not seem to go together. I mean, when was the last time you combined apple and banana or avocado? Even? I mean, for me, I put avocado in my smoothies all the time, so I, I consume it that way. But um, I like this one specifically, and I'll probably grab one of these once you're open because it has all my favorite flavors in it, because it's a combination of fruits and uh, veggies, but also because of the flavor profiles. And, and this is something I think juicing does really well that you know other smoothie places or drink places don't, is that it's not just the sweet um, taste bud that you're hitting. It's not just the salty taste bud. It's, it's all of them. Right. And I'm a huge believer of mindful eating and this idea that we have these flavor profiles on our tongue with the taste buds, because we need those nutrients from those different types of, um, food. And that's why I really like this one, because there's a wide variety of things in here that seem to don't go together, but have different, you know, uh, properties of nutrients, but also flavor. Um, right. And I'm sure I could go through pretty much every one of these and kind of pick it out. But I, I think it's really great that um, there's a digestible and consumable product like this out there for people. Because if you said to someone, hey, just eat spinach, they may not eat spinach because they don't like it. But in a yeah. smoothie, easy to consume. And, you know, honestly, spinach in a, a juice or a smoothie, right? Um, you can't really taste it all that right. much singularly because they all kind of blends together. Yeah. Right. right. Um, and so I really love, <laughs> I know I keep saying this, but I really love the fact that um, that's there and you can kind of get young uh, children or adolescents to consume in this way without having it be a task or a chore. Right, right. Nothing was worse than when we were kids growing up and our parents made sauteed spinach 
and you just have this lump of green. Like I still don't like sauteed spinach. I can yeah. have like three pieces in an omelet. That's 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 as far as I'm going. I like it raw or I like it juiced. But mm. you know, sauteed spinach. No kid's gonna eat that, but they thought we would. Right. Um, my kids, I mean, they they eat all kinds of things. <laughs> they, they don't even know it. Yeah. They have no idea. Yeah. It's amazing. I, you know, when I was, I was one of the pickiest eaters ever, like my diet was pizza, chicken tenders and French fries. Most of my typical young, boy. Diet, <laughs> yeah. I swear yeah. And I, I, you know, I also had a, a eating addiction, emotional overeating when I was an adolescent. And so those were comfort foods. It was easy to kind of key into veggies and fruits were not on the menu too much, but I do remember when I was seven or eight, my dad, and no shade against him. He was just trying to get me to eat a little bit healthier. Uh, made me consume green green beans from a can. Mm. And that did not go well. Um, I, I'll spare the listeners the, the details. <laughs> but I remember hating green beans because of that. And then once I got a little bit older and I say, well, I got to eat healthier. Let me try. Loving green beans and not knowing, oh, maybe it was just the time or the fact that they were in a can. And mushy and and not like fresh green beans or raw, you know, things of that nature. And so I think any way we can kind of help people get more accustomed to, hey, trying this thing and, and, you know, going from there instead of just flat out refusing because it looks weird or because it's not our comfort food. I think that's great. And I know for sure my daughter is way ahead of me in her wanting to try these things. I mean, she eats raw kale when we make kale. She'll, oh, she'll steal great. it like it's a snack. She's like, oh, I'm okay. And oh, yeah. I'm like, whose kid are you? <laughs> I, I did not like green beans when I was younger. And now you're that same age and just consuming. Right. I mean, it was of- different when we were growing up too. I know That's like, true. you know, my mom made shake and bake chicken, shake and bake <laughs> pork too. chops, yep. uh, minute, minute rice in the bag. And, you know, she was, you know, a single mom and she worked really hard and this is what she knew how to cook and it was canned corn and and we always had a salad always had to have our roughage which made it you know pretty basic but you know homemade dressing or italian dressing um i didn't have an avocado until i was almost 20 i think you know what i mean i never we never had those things mangoes i was 18 no one we didn't have access to it as much um Mm -hmm. it just wasn't in the grocery stores in the 80s and you know it came got better my kids have grown up on it my kids would be mad if they were home and I made kale chips and they didn't get any and they, yeah. they, they would like fight me I'd have to get more and make more which is so time consuming but hey they're eating kale yeah you know? I, 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 I think that's a that's a great reframe and, and something that uh, makes a lot of sense especially with our availability to try new things as new things become more available to us in in the way that our our grocery aisles and and things grow. And then also that concept of just the ability to kind of have these things available in the home, I think is also a good thing. I also think I've done a lot of introspection myself. And I think growing up in that time period too, it was also, I'll speak from my own experiences. Um, I think it was a period of time where it was the boom of like fast food and quick food, like shake and bake or you know, these things. And then, you know, my, both my parents were farmers, they grew up on farms and then the availability of these things, both working, trying to figure out how, how to put food on the table. I think it just became this access thing is, Oh, I can get these and do this quickly. And, you know, and, you know, I tell my mom every day that 
because sometimes she feels bad about my eating disorder that I used to have. But I was like, that's not your fault. Like this stuff was available to me. This was, and that was nice. That was a privilege that I had that, you know, I could have chicken tenders and French fries and burritos on the table. It had a lot more to do with my own trauma and anxiety and depression and not her. Um, But, you know, I love the availability of this stuff that we're talking about now, kind of spanning that gap of just more information, right? Because even back then, like the, the main enemy in food back then was fat. Right. And then now we look at it and it's like, well, that actually isn't that bad for you. It's needed for your nervous system. Yeah. Good fat. It's how you consume it. And so I think that's uh, like you were saying, I think with time and space, we learn. And I love that places like this, like quench your business um, is available to people. Right. Yeah. I mean, and so my mom doesn't feel bad if she hears this. My mom was a great cook. She always made sure there was dinner on the table. There was always a balanced meal. She busted her butt. She was a great mom. I'm very fortunate that we sat down to dinner every single night and she bought me to eat because I, I don't know, weighed like 90 pounds and I was very picky um, because we didn't know. I mean, and that was, you know, a big thing with my kids growing up. I didn't want them to be so picky and nervous about food like I was. Um, And yeah. I just beat them over the head with, with vegetables. When they were <laughs> you just make it available and have them try it. Right. And then, you exactly. know, it doesn't become a big issue. Whereas my seven-year-old self was watching Star Wars and my dad was like, here's a green bean, eat it. And I'm like, no, how dare you ruining my Star Wars day. Um, so when, when, when can we look forward for, for quench opening in Amherst? Uh, well, originally we were hoping for a 10-1 start. That's not happening, but we're hoping by the end of this month. Right now, we are just wrapping up construction. That's been, you know, the holdup is always, you know, permitting and, and construction and getting the guys in there and everybody working together. Um, we're super excited. It's just about done. Plumbing was almost wrapped up. Um, counters are in. Paint looks beautiful in the quench colors. Um, nice. We actually commissioned a local artist to paint the existing tables. They've probably been in there for 40 years and they were left behind. Um, so we commissioned her to come in. Um, Sharon, I wish I remembered her name. Um, she's so talented and amazing and we can't wait. They're going to be fruity themed and very bright. Great. Yeah, we're excited. Nice. So couple weeks we're hoping we still you know we have to get in there we do a whole training with quench they come down teach us how to do everything run our business and then we'll be up and running awesome that's great i'm really excited for it and you know uh we have a couple more questions left in the podcast but when when you do figure out that day please share with us and we'll share on our social media too okay uh, the grand opening and getting a lot of people in there to try new things and maybe for some people it's the same thing but a little bit different take on it Right. Um, really excited. And you don't have to clean a juicer. So, yeah, I have uh, kids to do it for me. My little <laughs> children, my, my kids, I'm like, I pay you now. You have to watch <laughs> now the I juicer. Pay you. There you go. <laughs> That's great. To be fair, over the years, I have gotten way better at mindfully cleaning. And I think I could probably give a juicer a good go and a good run now. But uh, where we're living now is a little cramped on space. So, you know, for now, I'll be coming to visit you every so often. My office is actually just down the road. We're, we're down at uh, Research Drive, right? When you come in from Belchertown for Route right. 9. 
down by Atkinson yeah, well, Family Practice. So. And you can buy bulk juice, like we do like a juice cleanse. So you can get like a whole juice cleanse um, and just keep it in your refrigerator so you don't have to come in every day. Mm -hmm. And you know, they'll last a few days in your fridge and everybody can have one. There you go, I love it. So <laughs> thank you for sharing all of that. Now I get to put you in the, the hot seat with some quick questions coming your way. Oh boy. Okay. Um, anyone who's listening to this knows that I don't speak quickly. So they're not going to be quick questions, but they are going to be hopefully thought provoking. So the first question is, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? And why would you choose that superpower? I could have any superpower. Um, is it weird that I've never really thought about this? I don't know. Um, it may be weird to me because I think about it every single day. <laughs> but. Um, I guess it would be strength. I would be I would want to be super strong. And maybe that's just because I'm kind of a small person and I feel like I'm weak. I can't reach anything. I can't lift heavy things. I don't know. Maybe I would be super strong. I like that. Very good. And then the second question would be, what do you believe your true life superpower is? What do you do really well? What are some of your strengths that tie into them? Um, I think my real life superpower is definitely being a healer, um, just tending to people um, and, you know, serving them, healing through food and, and love. Like, everything I do, I add a little bit of love and magic to it just to brighten everyone's day and yeah. help heal them. Um, that's awesome. So I guess, yeah, I like to say I'm a healer. Yeah, and I think that's awesome because I think you can tell the difference of what's a fast made kind of food and what is made with thought and care and uh, intention right and you know I think there is great great power in that ability and like you said when you were younger your mom always got food on the table you always sat down to eat and so there's this real ritual of, of communing right. together through food which is I think spans cultures and in some cultures is a real amazing type of day to kind of come and connect and be present and I think there needs to be more of it a little bit where we can and create yeah, that connection. So, for sure. Awesome. Well, so we're wrapping up. So I, my last question for you is if you want the listeners to take anything from this conversation that we've had, and we've spanned a lot of different things, which I think is fun and, and engaging. What would you say that you would want the listener to take away? If you had to boil down everything we've talked about into maybe a pitch or one minute kind of, um, sentence what would you say i would say it's never too late to change whether that is your career or your health um your eating habits um any of it if you don't feel good you can change it and you can start working on feeling better if you're in a job and you're just feeling down and sad you can work on changing it it's one step at a time it might not happen overnight but anything, anything can, can happen if you just put your mind to it. I love that because I think so often we feel stuck in that there's no forward progress to be made. So we settle, but I think that locus of control, your ability to kind of shift, maybe you can't change it in the way that you want to right away, but you can point the needle in the right direction and start making generative changes in that way. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Never too late to start. Get it going. <laughs> and if something blocks you, maybe it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> yeah, 
But I also think that's the difference of between like something you're passionate about and an attachment to something, right? Is that, you know, if a block comes up and you're overly attached to an outcome, you know, it just kind of spirals away and you kind of get consumed and feel stuck and overwhelmed. Um, and I think if you're passionate about something or you're really trying to achieve something or whatever goal it is, you hit those road roadblocks and you say, okay, maybe it won't happen in this way. And you can grieve that part in real time and have those emotions. But then you can also say, well, let's find another way to make something like this happen or another avenue. And just like you were saying with your partner, always finding something to retire early, right? So, you know, try your hand at this, this thing and see what comes up. And that is, doesn't seem like it's real control, but that's the more generative control than the fake control, which is just sometimes self-sabotaging and yeah, getting stuck. Sure. Take that first step because before you know it, you're going to be looking back going, wow, I really yeah. did it. Right. And living <laughs> right. proof, right? We, we've talked about it throughout the podcast today is change from yeah. different jobs that weren't uh, suiting you anymore to where you're at now with question. Yeah. It's amazing. And I, I wish you both and your whole family, it seems like you're, you're all part of this. And yes. I wish you all, you know, great joy and prosperity in this and, you know, passion for doing what you really like and connect to. Thank you. We're really excited. Make sure you come introduce yourself when you come. Oh, out. I definitely will. I definitely will. I can't, I can't wait. If I have a no show, I'll be there getting <laughs> juice because it happens awesome. way more than you would expect. So sometimes I, I, I have free time. And now that you're just down the street, I'll have to stop it. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I really appreciate your time and, you know, feel really blessed that you were able to sit with us today. Awesome. Thank you.